Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share, heal, inspire, arouse, and celebrate each other with thoughtful, sexy conversation. Go listen to the outro if you want to learn how to connect, and please keep your pervy thoughts to yourself unless you are invited to do otherwise, and feel free to apply that advice to your entire life. Our guest today is a 49-year-old straight dude. He's Kind of monogamously married to his partner of 11 years. They sometimes enjoy threesomes together, and he is into CFNM, which means clothed female and naked male, as well as exhibitionism and retro porn. A customer service phone agent from Tennessee, welcome, Brett. Good to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. Start off by telling us, please, if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame-a-meter today, with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey at all, where do you fall right now? If you'd asked me this question about three weeks ago, it would have been down around a two, but something happened that put me up around a, I'm going to say about a five. Basically, when you mentioned the partner from earlier, I was trying to plan her birthday, trying to get a third, and apparently I sent a picture I shouldn't have sent, and they tried to blackmail me by threatening to post it on Facebook, to my work website, and several other places that I didn't exactly want that picture to be. Ooh, okay. That'll definitely up a shameometer. Okay. How are you feeling about it now? Well, now that it's been a couple weeks, I've kind of had time to deal with it. Come to find out it was all a bluff. We did uh, get in touch with the website and got that person blocked. And uh, apparently the authorities were involved as well because they actually did use words like blackmail that they shouldn't have used. So. Wow, that's a scare. Okay. Is that the first time something like that has happened like has that that's a pretty big shame spike have you had other shame spikes or like do you usually hover around a two 
No, usually it's a round of two. It was just that one incident just kind of threw me into a tailspin there for a little while. But, okay. I'm, you know, I'm coming back down from where I was. I okay. mean, you know, when it first happened, I was just like shell shock. So do you feel comfy sharing what the fears, not specifically like the fallout, not the specifics of like what would happen at work, but like the fear around what if people did see that and knew it was you? Well, that's kind of where my partner came in because she said, look, you need to realize this. She says, you're almost 50. You're an overweight guy. Who really wants to see that other than me? <laughs> so her saying that has really helped. So, you know, because she's like, you know, most people would see that and just delete the picture and not even, you know, think twice about it. I mean, that's a good point. I also just wish that we lived in a world where it really wasn't that big of a deal, no matter what our body looked like. Like, it's wow. Okay. Right. Luckily, my mother does not have the website. She doesn't even like computers. So I didn't have to worry about her, but some of her extended family was what I was worried about more seeing it and being like, well, I hang out with these people every week. You know, what are they going to think? I can relate to that. I feel like the family can be the stickiest pieces sometimes. Okay, let's keep getting to know you. Will you tell us a little bit about what your sex life is like right now and what your favorite parts are? I mean, it's not as active as it was, um, and that's because my partner's going through some dealings with past trauma, so we don't have it as often as I'm capable of. But, uh, you know, we, we try to get it as often as we can, and whenever we have it, it's always memorable and it's always great. And my favorite part is actually getting to see her when I get her off. That's always been my favorite part with a partner is just seeing them you know get that pleasure that to me that that's the ultimate high nice okay can you tell us now what is sexy to you give us your personal definition sexy to me is whenever someone is like in your personal space and you can just feel that they're into you they want you you want them And when they know that, you know, they can go anywhere in that room and absolutely have your attention. And to me, somebody that knows that you want them and they know they they can have you, that to me, that's the sexiest thing possible because they can just walk across the room and you're watching them. I love that. And when do you feel sexiest? Uh, I feel sexiest, believe it or not, just when we're laying there, usually it's afterwards when I'm. Well, I got my hands behind my head and they lay their, their head on my chest. That To me, that's just, that's it. You know, that's when I feel the best. I'm like, okay, I did what she wanted me to do and they're dozing off or, or napping or, you know, whatever. So it's, it's great. Love that. And now what counts as sex for you? Well, sex for me, because everything from the past is, um, I take anything from the initial acts of foreplay all the way up to, you know, the aftercare after the orgasm. That whole thing to me, that's sex, that that entire area there. I love it. Now, when you were a younger person, did you ever get a sex talk from a grown-up that you knew, or did you ever have a conversation about consent? Yeah. Consent was a big topic with my dad. It actually occurred. I had my first foray into sex education in school. And me and him would always sit in the kitchen at night after everybody else went to bed and we would talk and, I, you know, he'd asked how, how my school day had went. And I told him we were doing sex education and he said, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. He said, I don't care where you go or what you do from this point on. 
they said, when you're with another person and you're wanting to have sex or they're wanting to have sex, he said, it, there needs to be consent all the way. He said, if she says no, it means no. Don't press. Don't push. Just accept that, you know. And I've I've lived by that rule and it's it served me pretty well. Wow. I wish we had all gotten that clear talk from someone. Like, I wish the president gave it once a year or something. Like, what the fuck? Wow. Do you remember how old you were? Let's see here. I think that was about the age of 13 because that was when we first, you know, were in, we were in middle school. I do remember that. And they sent home the big long permission slip that you had to take and let everybody read. And dad was always the one who signed those. And he, you know, he he took, he said, now pay attention. He said, you're going to learn something. I went the first day and I'm kind of like, and I came back and he's like, did you learn anything? And I'm like, dad, I just, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, you know, which at the time, I mean, that first class, you know, they're showing you these, these diagrams and it's like, you go home and you're like, no, I don't look like that. You know, uh, you know, but it's the, it's the diagram. It's not the actual picture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so It's, it's shocking at first. And then as it got later into the week, and we got to see like the videos and everything like that. It all started to kind of come together. And at the end of the week, you know, he took and he's like, well, he said, you feel any better about, you know, about sex than you did earlier in the week. And I'm like, yeah, I said, but, you know, don't think I'm there yet. And he said, no, he said, you don't need to be there yet. You know, he said, you just, you need to learn, you know, before you get to that stage. So he kind of guided me a lot over the years. And, uh, he would see the mistakes I was going to make and the mistakes I did make. And he kind of had some, you know, advice and funny things to say about those two. <laughs> One of his favorite things was always say, do as I say, don't do as I do. So <laughs> My mom said that, that something I learned. It didn't actually apply to sex. But, well, maybe it did. Actually, there's a story there, too. <laughs> OK, OK. Well, we have so much more to learn. OK, but before we get into actually all of those details. Tell us, as an adult, have you had a moment, I imagine you have, based on the fact that you're given that advice, but maybe tell us one of these moments as an adult where there's been a really explicit, clear yes with a partner that has led to something really hot. That would actually be with my partner. We had been seeing this other female. We had all taken, gotten together at our apartment and we had dinner. There was nothing implying that we we're going to have sex at all. And we had sat there and we talked about it. And she said, do you guys mind if I go get into something a little more comfortable? And she came out in this lingerie outfit that just knocked us both dead. I, it was amazing. And I took and I was like, OK, are, are we really doing this? And I thought my partner was going to say, no, nah, not not just yet. She jumped and you know, everybody, I was like, okay, so everybody's okay and on board. Yeah, everybody's okay and on board. So we went for it. I love that example too, because I never think about the medium step of how an outfit change really, that's such a clear way to be like, well, now you see. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's so hot. I love that. She did that several times. <laughs> it's what's amazing with the course of the relationship. One time we went tubing. And then we were going to go ride go-karts, and she decided to show us the fact that uh, she wasn't exactly dressed to go ride go-karts because she didn't have any underwear on under her dress. So uh, 
this is exactly the type of wise person I need to teach me about clothes. That starts to make them make sense. Use the clothes to get the sex. I'm getting it now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Last question in our little intro series. What happens to your shame meter when it's time to talk with a partner about safer sex? And in your perfect world, how would those conversations go? You know, I'm like, okay, you're okay. You know, we get the consent out of the way first. And then that kind of gives me a segue into, okay, are you protected? You're on the pill? You know, I need to get condoms. What, you know, where do we need to go from there? If they want me to, you know, wear a condom, that's not a problem. I've, you know, done it pretty much my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Now, take us back. I would love to hear your early memories about sex and then just walk us through your formative timeline and I'll probably pepper you with questions along the way. All right. So first memories of sex, I was young. We were living, I won't say in the country because we never really did live in the country, but where we lived, it wasn't like a huge city. It was kind of a smaller mid-sized city. So there were a lot of kids around and one of my buddies at the end of the road had a tree house. Well, what we didn't know, about five of us didn't know, was he had been going into his dad's bedroom, I guess, and borrowing his adult magazines and taking them up into the treehouse for us to have some reading material <laughs> whenever we were down there. So we were, I guess, about eight or nine, and we were sitting there looking through these magazines, and he had some that were from like the 70s and early 80s. This was unlike anything we'd ever seen before. I mean, now, those did not show full penetration when they did have a man and woman in the same pictorial, but you could kind of get the gist of what was about to happen in that next photo had it actually, you know, went on. And we got to see that for, I guess, several years. He, he would bring them out until his dad finally figured out what he was doing and took them away. Okay, so you guys would just look at them together? Did it ever progress to anything? Um, not with that group, it didn't. There's a story later on where we did other things, but that was kind of my first introduction, you know, seeing sex. The sex education was like just before that. So I kind of knew more of what I was looking at at that point as kind of a visual guide of, oh, that's what that was. That's how that happened. Yeah. Then I got into reading the articles and the hot letters sections. I hear that's why people actually read those magazines. That's the reason they exist, I hear. Yeah, that's, you know, and to me, sometimes the stories were better than the pictures. Believe it or not, you actually can learn a lot. Some people can oh, yeah. if they just you know, to read them instead of just flipping through the pictures. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Learning from stories is my number one favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so I did read a lot of the stories and that was kind of what, you know, led me on in my, you know, exploration of things. So a few years after that, we actually moved and a friend of mine, he took and I had obtained a couple of magazines from my cousin who uh, brought some over and just left them for me to hide. So I had like two or three of those. And then a buddy of mine one afternoon uh, had brought one to school and he said, hey, check this out, you know, take it home and read it. I started reading it. And for some reason, and I don't know why, that one just as I was reading the letters is I started, you know, feeling an erection. And I was like, wow, okay, this is different. You know, I don't know why it had never really inspired me before. But the more I read it, I was like, okay, this is interesting. And next thing I knew, you know, I've got my clothes off. I wasn't really stroking it so much as I was just rubbing it. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I actually had an orgasm. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's something. Didn't occur to me that that's what they'd been talking about in sex ed at the time. Yeah. But as I got to reading more of these stories, I'm like, okay, so that's what happened, you know. Didn't say anything to anybody. I would take and, you know, clean myself up afterwards. But it started to become a, a regular thing after oh, yeah. that, you know. And then from there, it was just I wanted to read everything I could get my hands on because I wanted to know more. But, I mean, you know, I was 13, 14. So, you know, there was that thirst for that carnal knowledge that you don't get in school. <laughs> Pause there for a minute and take us into the landscape of your kind of family vibes. Well, with dad, I found out in his later years that he was kind of like me before he met my mom. He was always, you know, looking for women. I mean, you know, one time he told me, he said, look, he said, you know, he said, when I was your age, I was out looking. He said, I was in the bars. I was, you know, everywhere. And I think, you know, a lot of that was where he was kind of like, you know, do as I say, don't do as I do. In other words, don't go to the bars and just pick up everything that, you know, that you want, you know. (laughs) And he was was always real open about that part of it. And then he's like, but your mom changed. Now, the thing is, is that he was that way with me, but he was not that way with my sister. He didn't want to talk to her about about sex at all. I mean, that was just like, he's like, look, you you tell mom, he'd be like, you're going to have to deal with that. I'm not. I'm not talking to her, you know, so he did. He did have his limits. But with me, he was very open and very honest. And whenever I did actually start having sex was whenever he was kind of like, "Okay, let me know what's going on. We need to take and make sure that you're not doing something you shouldn't be with somebody you shouldn't be doing it with. Yeah, he was he was great about that. My mom, she was more standoffish about it. But the odd thing is, is that dad actually, he was a business owner at the time. So he wasn't always there when we had dinner. He'd usually roll in about eight or nine o'clock at night, you know, and you'd get maybe two hours with him before it was time to go to bed, get ready for school or whatever the next day. So, you know, we weren't like the whole white picket fences, you know, eat dinner, six o'clock type family. Mom, she was more on the religious side. She wanted us to go to church every Sunday. Until we finally got old enough that we're like, eh, I really don't want to, don't want to do that, mom. <laughs> you know, whenever we got to be teenagers, it was just, we scattered to the four winds whenever the weekend was on. So. Totally. Did you and your sister ever talk about sex? A couple times. Most of it was because she was telling me that I needed to keep my girlfriend quiet. She would cover for me when I smoked her hands. So. <laughs> nice. Okay. So I hear there was a girlfriend. What led up to the partnership? Well. The thing that kind of happened before me and several of my buddies were actually, you know, we were actually looking at the magazines and a buddy of mine, he said, hey, I need to go home. I'll be right back. You know, you guys stay here. He came back. He had a video. I'm talking the old VHS videos, though. You know, these things were huge. And he's like, you got a VCR. So we threw it on and it was first porn movie that I ever saw. And several of the other guys was the first movie they'd ever saw, and we pretty much just jerked off in front of each other. We only did it a couple times, but, you know, it's memorable for sure. But we didn't touch each other or anything like that. We were just, you know, kind of like, wow, okay, yeah, so this is this is different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had never seen anything like it. 
And I didn't even know those movies actually existed. So that opened up a new avenue for me to start, you know, looking around and Mm -hmm. seeing where I could find these things. (laughs) Totally. You know what I was wondering about? A few people have told these masturbation with friends stories, penis owners. And I'm like, who comes first? Do you think about who comes first? Do they say it? Is there an announcement? Does it just happen? Did you aim for a target? <laughs> With us, it just kind of happened. I mean, you know, we, did, we didn't actually aim for a target. You know, I mean, you know, we didn't want to take and get off on friends there. You know, we just take, try to aim it towards ourselves. Okay, you know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then afterwards, we took turns in the bathroom, you know, kind of cleaning up. And then we went outside and played basketball. Amazing. So, it's like, okay, that happened. Okay, well, we're out of sex mode now. Let's, let's go play basketball. <laughs> okay. So what was the transition into partnerdom like? There was a couple of, I guess you call them misfires or missed opportunities. Practices. Yeah. This one girl, I was dating her. We had actually met at a fast food restaurant. She was a year below me, but we were the same age because she had actually failed a grade. And she was the misfire because I had an opportunity one night. In the back of my mind, my dad was like, you got to have a condom the first time. You got to have a condom. I literally said (laughs) That night, I was like, I got to have a condom. And she dropped me like a hot potato. She didn't want anything else to do with me. That that was it. She was done. But what good fortune. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was like, okay, well, that, that didn't turn out too well. So the next girl that I started dating, we had been friends since elementary school. We got to going out and doing the whole makeout thing. So she had this belt that I don't know if they still sell them. But it was this leather belt that the buckle was handcuffs. And she'd had these for like years. And we would take and like handcuff each other and tickle each other, which is what I thought was going to happen. We went out, we went and got fast food, and we went to this little makeout spot. And me and her had been there several times, but we always just made out. No clothes coming off or anything like that. That night, it got really hot in the car, so I took my shirt off. Didn't think anything of it. You know, she's seen me with my shirt off several times. Then she took and she did the thing where she took the belt off. And she ran it through the headrest to where my hands were up over my head. And she started saying, do you trust me? And I'm like, well, yeah, I trust you. You know, I thought we were going to get into a tickling thing. No. (laughs) She decided that she wanted to see me naked. So she proceeded to uh, pull my pants completely off and looked at me and she smiled, kind of laid her head down on my chest, looked at me with this evil smile on her face. And she's like, well, do you still trust me? And I'm like, yeah, I still trust you. And she proceeded to masturbate me with her hand, which was something I had experienced on my own, but not with somebody else. So what a hot first experience. Yeah, it was great. And we did that several times. You know, I didn't mind. I was like, okay. So kind of an introduction to bondage and CFNM at the same time. Did you know it had a name back then? No, back then I didn't. I just thought, you know, she just liked to get me naked and and play with me. I mean, you know, that's what I thought at that point. Uh, I didn't really think that much of it till later in life. And I actually discovered it on a porn site. And that's when I found out it had a name. This seems like a good uh, spot to just go into detail about what you loved about clothed female naked male stuff. Well, I think it's because you get that power shift because, I mean, you know, I'm from the 80s. We had the whole sex, drugs, rock and roll thing. And it was always male dominated back then. 
but whenever you're naked and she's dressed, she has the power. You have nothing. You're as vulnerable as you can possibly be. So I always thought that's what it was that did it for me. I love that. And I love learning this because I don't feel vulnerable when I'm naked. And I have to learn this over and over again from people because I'm like missing fun opportunities to play. But now that I know that this is like a part of the power dynamic, these are the types of things that I put together. I'm like, holy shit, I see the possibilities. You could actually watch movies about it and kind of see how, you know, I mean, there's some of them where the guys are just like, you know, they're they're confident. But if you watch some of them, some of them are kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, and that that was kind of me at that point. It's like, okay, she's got me naked. What's going to happen? <laughs> what next? Did she become a girlfriend? Was that that was your first like play partner? What happened next? Yeah, she became a girlfriend and we were together for, I guess, about eight months we were together. It never progressed beyond that. There was one night she took and she had me handcuffed again, which kind of became our normal little thing. And she's like, you know, she said, I'm never going to actually suck you off. And I was like, man, it just, you know, that, that kind of burst my bubble. I'm like, okay, she's using her hand. But she's never going to use her mouth, so I'm, ne- I'm not going to know what that's like, you know, with her anyway. You know, she was insistent she wasn't, and I unfortunately created an argument and kind of led to the end of our relationship. We were 16 on the cusp of 17, so, you know, I mean, at that time, you've really not developed your sexual self. You're still learning different things. I mean, at that time, technically, aside from that, I was still a virgin. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And as far as actual penetration, we finally repaired the relationship, though. We became friends again, so... Nice. Uh, we didn't have any more adventures, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard when the sexual desires or needs do not align. It's so sad, especially when it's a fun play friend. So did you find more plate partners after that? Or was it more like solo study? Like what was the next kind of like progression? The next progression was I did find a girl and I was head over heels for her. I was like, okay, yeah, this is the one. And I still remember the date. <laughs> 
of this one. So this was my first penetration. It was December 17th, 1989. I'll never forget that day. And we'd done kind of the same thing. We had gone and we'd gotten fast food and we were there and we had the radio on. There was a local station that played like, I don't know, every evening they played like love songs. I learned, you know, over the years, I'm like, okay, that, that might help, you know. So we had love songs on the radio there. And that night she laid back and she pulled her pants down and her shirt up. I still remember her underwear, for goodness sake. It was yellow. And had these little penguins with Santa hats on. So I was like, and at this point, my only experience previously had been fingering, you know, with her. And I thought, okay, well, that's what she wants. And I rolled, you know, I took and I moved towards her. And she's like, I don't want your fingers. I want you. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I took and did not think about protection at all at this moment. Because I'm I'm just there in the moment, you know. And I'm like, forgot everything. (laughs) You know, the dad had told me, and I was like, well, okay, got one shot at this, <laughs> you know. I got ready. Three strokes later, that was it. I was done. I took, and I'm I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm mad at myself. I'm kind of like, okay, this was not what I had expected. I mean, I had built sex up in my mind. It was going to be this big emotional, you know, crashing of waves, and I was going to hear trumpets and, you know, everything. No didn't happen. And I think I broke her heart because I was like, wow, is that it? Is that all there is? And I didn't mean to hurt her that way. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, that wasn't what I expected. Should not have verbalized it, you know. You don't know until you know. How are we supposed to know anything when we started having sex? We didn't know if we didn't know. Yeah, I know. And I verbalized it and I was kind of like, wow, okay, yeah, that was not the way to go about that. So I took and I finally told her, I said, look, I said, I'm sorry. You want to try again? And the next time that we tried, I was cognizant enough to get the condom out of my wallet, which I should have gotten in the first time. Next time was a little, it was a lot better. I mean, it still, you know, still didn't have like the, the waves crashing and everything, but it was much better. I lasted longer. And that was the first time that I was able to actually get someone off just with penetration, kissing and all that. This was all the same night. We had moved from the front of the car to the back seat where we had, you know, more room to move. And Uh uh I could kind of maneuver around. And I felt like I performed much better, you know, and she had an orgasm. And I was like, okay, so that one worked out better. I was like, okay. And, you know, I had to apologize to her that, you know, sorry, that first time was just kind of my first time. Didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So we now know your first partner debut. What were your explorations over the coming years? What did you learn about yourself sexually? What did you like the most? What turned you on the most? Well, she didn't blow me either. So that was kind of something. And me and her, we had one of those, I guess in this day and age, you'd probably call it a sick relationship because we'd argue and then we'd make up. And there is such thing as makeup sex and it can be pretty good. But we did that a lot. And then I graduated and I met this girl. She was friends with benefits. That's that's what we were. That was kind of what we had decided we were going to be. And the way we started having sex was we took turns renting movies and going to each other's house. But when we went to her house, she had two of her friends over and they'd watch the porn movie with us and then they'd leave, which left us. 
And there was finally, I mean, this was about the third or fourth time we'd done this. We were at her house. Her parents were out for the day working. And she's like, I've never had sex. I was like, well, you want to try? <laughs> so we went into her bedroom and it was it was her first time. I found out that night that everybody's first time is not probably going to be their best. <laughs> I hope not, because then it's only going downhill. Well, I knew mine perfectly wasn't and hers. We had the whole issue with her bleeding a little bit. I didn't expect that. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, hadn't learned anything about that part of it. Wasn't bad, though. And like I said, we became friends with benefits. So we were out practically every night after that. One afternoon, she came over um, to the house, and I had a job interview a little bit later that day. Her job was to drive around and deliver vehicle parts to different garages. So she could take and she could disappear for an hour or two and her job wouldn't even know it. So she came over by the house one day and I was getting in the shower and, you know, I was sitting there and I was talking to her and I was like, look, I got to take a hop and shower here. I got an interview later this afternoon. I didn't know she was going to get in the shower with me, but she did. <laughs> and that was that was when she gave me my first blow job. And. Thought I was going to lose my mind. I was like, wow. Okay, this this, this what I've been missing. We took and we moved from the bathroom into the bedroom there. I'm like on a time constraint. I'm like, okay, I've got an interview. My mom's coming home from work. You know, <laughs> something's going to have to give. So we made it to where she could get. Uh, she went back to work. I went to my interview. But that day just stuck in my mind for like heck it's still there now really like i said we were friends with benefits we kept that up for over a year and then one night she 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 said she was uh starting to have feelings and i'm like oh that's bad <laughs> you know i said well i said unfortunately i said you know i said that's kind of where i'm i'm not looking for anything right now you know and i told her i said I, i'm just better off being single you know and just kind of you know playing around when we can that kind of ended that part of, you know, my relationship life. It was rough because, you know, I was kind of like, wow, you know, I enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> because there was not that emotional attachment for me, but apparently she felt it. So I felt like it was probably good for me to step away. I am curious about blowjobs, oral sex. I would love to know what you love and I would love to know the giving and the receiving part of it. And were you going down on these ladies that weren't giving you oral sex or was it sort of like a mutual, we don't do that? The ones that weren't giving me, I wasn't giving them. So it's equal at least. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of felt like, okay, if you're not going to, you know, do me, I'm, uh, which I mean, you know, keep in mind, I had read, I hadn't actually tried it physically at that point. Now, once she did start giving me blowjobs, I did reciprocate because, again, I had read and got pretty good at it. <laughs> well, my favorite part of giving, there's just something about smell and taste. And when you're going down on someone, that is an intimate act that just, you know, you're about as close as you can get to someone doing that. To me, that's almost more intimate than the actual act of penetration going down on somebody. And that's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, you know, I just, I love that. When I'm feeling it, I mean, you know, it's just that speed, if they're good. And not not every woman has been able to do that. But if they're, if they're good, you can't tell the difference in if it's their mouth or if it's their pussy. Some women are just, just like that. It's like, oh my God, you know. Unpack this word good for me here. 
We'll say skilled. Like, do you mean you mean literally like blowjob skills, or do you mean like the actual texture? Blowjob skills. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I'd love to take a pull. I've never heard this from anyone before. I've had women who can actually take and do it. You couldn't tell the difference. I do kind of like the mouth a little bit more. And I think a lot of that is one of my favorite positions is with the woman on her back with her head hanging off the side of the bed and just face fucking. I mean, there's no other word for that. And I just I love I love doing that. I love that. But at the same time, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to, you know, fuck a pussy if it, you know, if I've got the opportunity. I mean, oh, I always want to check all the boxes if possible. Yeah, I do too. So I don't shy away from the butt either. My very first time I was on my honeymoon with my now ex wife, I did not know what I was doing. I had not studied up on that, but I'm like, you know, we're. Sitting there, it's our honeymoon, and I'm hit doggy style, and I'm kind of like, you know, I'm going to try this. Like as a surprise? Oh, she got surprised by her. She didn't like it, uh, you know? <laughs> That's a pretty serious surprise. Yeah, I got the wrong whole speech, and uh, she was mad at me for uh, about two hours. We later on in our, in our marriage, um, I guess three, four years into it, I took and figured out, I was like, okay, you got to have lube, lots of lube. <laughs> And you got to take and you got to slowly build up to it. So, you know, again, studying, studying. I mean, you know, reading, watching movies, learning this stuff. But I'll say this. Do not just watch an anal movie and think you know everything there is to know because there's a lot more that goes into that that they don't show in these movies. Absolutely. I found that out. I wonder how many assholes have been deeply, deeply hurt by the amount that porn does not show how much lube, how much prep how many plugs are used there have been a lot of painful assholes i'm sure as a result hooray for research (laughs) yeah we took and we studied you know i even had her studying with me i'm like okay this is your part it's my part and we finally got to where you know we could actually do that and it wasn't something that we did you know all the time usually special occasions like uh I don't know, birthdays, Christmas, that's Valentine's Day, that sort of thing. You know, those big holidays, you know, we would do that. Now I want to hear about your asshole and your cock and balls if they like attention too. Well, I've only had one experience with my asshole. It was with one of the threesome partners. One night we were just, I guess we're just trying everything. And um, next thing I know, you know, I'm... You got a serious surprise? Yeah, I, had, I was having sex with one of them, and next thing I know, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, somebody licking my ass. Wait a minute. <laughs> I never tried this, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I will admit I did enjoy it. Okay, great. She fingered it a little bit, but that was it. I've never had anything, you know, past that. Okay. I'd like to try it, but, yeah. you know, I mean, again, you know, partner and everything like that. But now, what I like on my cock, I mean, you know, it can be. Anything from I've done it rough, I've done it slow. I think slow and sensual is my favorite. And my balls, they're just, oh, God, they're so sensitive. It's, it's mm, crazy. I mean, really? you start playing around down there, I ain't going to last long. <laughs> oh, okay. So like good, like a good aroused sensitive, not like a ah sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What kind of stimulation do they like? And do you touch them yourself when you're masturbating? Yeah. If I'm by myself, I'll take and I'll reach down and cup them and massage them a little bit. You know, my wife she has this thing with her nails 
And if she's giving me a hand job, I know that at some point I'm going to feel her nails just grazing along there. And that really sets me off. What she'll do sometimes when she does that is she'll take and she'll lick my nipples and we're off to the races. I mean, it's, you know, it's amazing. But my nipples were part of the initial story, too. When I was handcuffed, she liked to play with my nipples, too, instead of just my cock. So I knew early on I had sensitive nipples. And that's something that's just, and it's a trigger. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up? Embrace your desires and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> so, and she knows, she knows when she starts playing with my nipples that I'm going to get turned on. So. Yeah. What are the most sensitive parts of your penis, and like, how do you prefer to hold it and or give it pressure? Well, the most sensitive part is actually right underneath the head. That's where I put most of my pressure on, is when I'm actually using that part of it. Okay. Now, oddly enough, usually if a woman is on top, for some reason, it just drives me wild when she's on top and she's in control. There's one angle that they can hit and it's in reverse cowgirl. And I don't know why it's that position, but that one she takes and she gets reverse cowgirl, leans forward. And there's something about the texture of that area right there. And uh, that's an amazing. Yeah. Plus you get an ass to look at. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, me and her, we've only done that a couple of times. Me and my wife, I don't know why, but my dad, he told me once, he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, every man in this world, he says, searching for one thing. He said, very few of them ever find it. I was like, what's that? He said, the golden pussy. What is that? He said, it's the one for you. He said, that's the golden one. He Mm. said, the one that you find that you want to make yours, that's your golden pussy. He said, everybody's got one. You just got to find it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Totally. <laughs> I guess I found mine. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay, yeah. What other stuff do you enjoy together? Like, what do you like to do? What have you explored in 11 years? She came from a rather open relationship with a guy. They actually went as far as actually swapping partners. And come to find out, 
She used to be a dominatrix for a while. She's had a slew of sex jobs. She was a stripper. Uh, she's a dominatrix. Uh, so, you know, she's she's kind of seen both sides of it. And now she's never actually done the whole dominatrix thing with me. She did tie me up once, but she didn't whip me or anything. We've got some toys that we've not used for that. She knows how to kind of slap and spank, you know, and things like that. We've done that, but we've not used any like of the whips or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Whenever we first got together, the whole thing came up about her saying, well, I'm I'm bisexual. You know, you need to know that about me. She said, I'm not going to cheat on you with, with any other guys. She said, but she said, you know, you have to understand that I'm going to occasionally have a taste and want, want a woman. And I'm like, OK, that's fine. I didn't realize that first time that I was invited to play. <laughs> so we had a pretty wild time. I mean, you know, it was the first time I'd, I'd had one other threesome previous to this. But that one, the women weren't really into each other. They were just into me. So mm-hmm. I was like the center of attention. But now with her, the women were into each other. And, you know, they started out and I'm sitting on the couch going, well, OK, yeah, shit. it's a fantasy right here. You know, <laughs> totally. And then they like, well, get your clothes off and jump in here. And I'm like, OK, you know, and it was just I mean, you know, it, it was wild. And we lived in the apartment at the time. We had neighbors beating on the walls because oh uh, we were so loud. The first night, it was just, I mean, it was all out, and we had this rule. And she said, she said, unless I tell you the only person you can come on or in is me. I was like, okay, I can, I can abide by that rule, you know. And I thought that's where we were going. But it wasn't where we ended up because I'm on my back. The unicorn, I guess, was is the term they use for him now. The unicorn is is giving me oral and my wife is like on my face and I'm looking up at her and she's like shooting her mouth and I'm like, what? You know, as best I can say that anyway, as as best I can respond. I think I question her probably more with my eyes, you know, than my mouth because I was busy. And she's like, I want you to shoot in her mouth. And I was like, oh, give her the thumbs up and you know. That was what was so great about that threesome because we were able to change it, you know, on the fly. That is such a hot phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we did it again the next night and I thought, well, same rules in play, right? No. No, that night she's like, she's going to ride you and I want you to come in. Her. I was like, are you serious? Are you sure? She said, yeah. The girl was in the bathroom at the time and I was like, okay, as long as you're serious and you're, you're okay. That was one of the most memorable nights that, that we had was that. But, you know, even without a, a partner or a third, me and her, we can still have fantastic, amazing sex. I mean, we've done basically everything that I've ever wanted to do as far as between two people. Like what? What is there anything that we don't know about yet? Well, well, OK, um, this goes back into another relationship I had. There was this one girl that I was dating, and one night she got mad at me, and she called me to come over to her house, and I went over, and I went down on her, and she's like, well, how did he taste? And I'm like, what? Well, come to find out what she had done is she'd had sex with another guy before me, and her sole intent was for me to come over and go down on her, and she thought this was going to, I don't know, piss me off or humiliate me or something. I was like, okay. 
you know, and uh, which I guess maybe it's more my open mind. I was like, okay, well, you know, wasn't that bad. Yeah. And I've, you know, I mean, I've tasted my own, you know, enough to know. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't realize that it's time I was turned on. I wasn't thinking. And I think it kind of threw her for a loop because the age gap between me and her, I was 33 and she was 21. So I had been around the block a few times and she just, I, I don't know what her plan was, but it didn't work. And uh, the whole thing about that relationship was I had done that to get back at my ex-wife because I was like, okay, I'm just going to date this 21 year old and, you know, just to prove I could do it. I <laughs> and that one, dad never approved to her. He actually told me once, he said, she looking for a home and it ain't going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. And my mom, she just looked at him when he said it, you know, and me and her have laughed about that moment for years since, you know, because <laughs> he just, I mean, he was as blunt as he could be at that moment. And uh, he had this one phrase that kind of reverberated throughout my whole sexual explorations up until I left his house. All because one night I came in with my shirt reversed by accident. I went in, this was, I guess I was still with the uh, the Friends with Benefits, went in the kitchen one night, and I got me a soda out, and he looked at me, and he's like, let me tell you something, son. He said, saw you earlier. He said, that shirt wasn't that way earlier. He said, sit down, tell me about her. I sat down, I told him about her, and he would notice me, you know, seeing her more and more and more, and then one night, he's like, he's like, need you to take and come over at work in the morning and I had to pick something up for him or something. I was like, okay, I said, I'll be there about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. He like, pussy done ruined you, boy. <laughs> and he would say that. And that was just one of the phrases that he came up with. He said it that night. Next night he said it, I had gone off on a tour with a female rock band uh, that a buddy of mine got backstage tickets to. We went it was an 80s female rock band, so the big hair, you know. And we were backstage, and the lead singer, she's like, I like you. You want to go on tour with us? I was like, okay, sure. So you just became a groupie? Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, well, she she took it. She kind of hit me for herself. I mean, you know, yeah. And at the time, I, you know, and finally I was like, uh, yeah, this ain't working. Uh, I need to go home. I mean, I had a kid. Uh, which was probably not the smartest thing to do was I should have done that in reverse, went on tour and then had the kid later, but you know, didn't really have that choice. And dad came to get me with my friend who was navigating the vehicle. So dad could come get me in Ohio where they'd stopped on tour and let me hang out until my dad got there. I got in the car and that was the next time I heard it. He looked at me and he's like, you went off with a female rock band, just just up and left. I said, yeah, I did. He's like, yeah, I didn't teach you nothing in life, did I? Pussy done ruined you. <laughs> it was the second time I ever heard that line from him. <sighs> and my buddy in the back, I mean, he, he was cracking up. I don't think we'd even gone a mile. And he's like, you fucked every one of them, didn't you? I'm like, no, just the one. He's like, no, nah, man, I know you. He's like, you couldn't do just one. You had to do all of them. I said, no, just one, you know, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you lying. You li I know you're lying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Went on for days thinking that I had actually done more than one. But no, the one was the one who pretty much 
get me to herself. So, wow. So here's my question. Do you agree with your dad? And what does that phrase mean to you? Like, what has it signified to you throughout your life? Are you ruined? Well, no, I'm not ruined. Back when I was younger, maybe I was. No, my definition of ruined was, you know, different date every night, different girl and, you know, try to have much sex as I could, you know, with them. And, you know, I, I did that for a while. I took and I, I found all the local hot spots at the bars. And basically, I mean, if there was a concert in town, you could find somebody who wanted to, to have sex. I mean, you know, but at the same time, you had to, you had to be smart about that because, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, this was when STDs really started to become paramount. And, you know, we were all hearing about that and wanted pregnancies. And it's like, look, I don't know this girl from Adam. I, you know, if I met somebody, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not having a kid with her. You know, I'm not going to get anything from her. So back then it was always like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And you didn't, didn't worry about it. You know, the next day you're, you're off to, you know, the next or whatever. Mm. But with everything that has happened, you know, as far as like me too, and, you know, things like that, to me, I don't think I could do that now like I did back then, because I want to take and I want to know this person, you know, before I have, have sex with them. And that's something that I've learned with my wife is we take and we try to know the people, you know, the unicorn when we can find them, which mm-hmm. is getting harder to do. Gives us the world. But, uh, you know, we like to take and we like to have dinner a couple of times. You know, whenever I first met her, she made me wait six dates before we would have sex. That, mm-hmm. that was just kind of her okay. hard, fast rule. So, you know, I learned with her that that's that's kind of the way to do it. Unless, of course, you know, it's straight up and that's what you're after is sex. Then if everybody agrees, then, yeah, that's great. But, you know, I kind of want to know people now. I mean, I want to know what they're about. What do they want to do? What's their secret fantasy or whatever, you know, that they want? I need at least some basic human connection. I want to circle back or kind of make sure that we come full circle on this part, because as we're on the topic of sexual health and safety and, you know, Circling back to sort of the, like, I guess, mean intent, but maybe with a weird assumption frame of that girlfriend or partner that had had another cock inside her and then let you taste the aftermath. Um, Oh, yeah, the toxic relationship, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever done anything like that since, or would you be interested? You know, is there a fun version of that for you, basically? I've done it myself. I've actually, uh, you know, gotten off and then went down on her, you know, after that. Oh, fun. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it, it's it's great. Uh, it's shocking because a lot of women are like, guys don't normally do this. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me. I mean, you know, it, it didn't really bother me back then. I mean, you know, I just kind of questioned it a little bit. But, you know, I mean. That was the only time that she ever did anything like that. Mm. But she was also a perfect example. I've had three relationships in my life that were toxic and they were women I had sex with the first night I went out with them. I had one. It was a one night stand that became a two year nightmare. Oh, no. So here's my question. In a situation where you had a partner that was into dudes, is that something you'd be interested in exploring group sex wise? I know you're a straight guy, but are you hetero flexible? You sound flexible, which is the only reason I ask. 
I mean, I, I've dreamt, I've dreamt about it. I've had okay. dreams about it in real life. I mean, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, you know, I, I probably wouldn't turn it down. Nice. What else do you dream about? I have dreams about these orgies and I've never actually participated in one, but I would like to try that once, you know, yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had the threesomes, uh-huh. but you know, like I told my wife, I said, you know, I said, I want something more, you know, like, I don't know, you know, five, six people, maybe, you know, something like that. Cause I've never done anything like that. I mean, the, the closest I came to having something remotely like that was me and a buddy of mine. We had these two girls over and we were in the same room. And then the threesomes, and that's that's closest I've ever come to that. Uh, but I, I want one where, you know, it's free and open and do what you want. I picture the nice, big, ginormous hotel room, you know, candles all around and all the important places and wine maybe to drink, not anything too hard. We don't want to, you know, be killing over each other, you know. Whatever goes, goes, and whatever happens stays in the room, and you don't, you know. Maybe you would get stripped naked first and strapped to something and everyone would have to inspect you yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad, but yeah, that would that'd be interesting too. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I always want to start a sex party or an orgy with like a little tableau that's kind of interactive. That's what I've been kind of like dreaming about for the future. Retro porn, should we talk more about that? Or was that just kind of the origin story stuff? We can. Uh, the retro porn thing, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that early on it was the magazines. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was like, you know, you take and you'd see like, you know, everything. And it was like, wow, you know, which at the time I was looking at it, you know, I'm like, these people have hair in places I don't when I first started. But, you know, eventually I did. I did see that. And there's like several of the late 80s, early 90s porn stars that I got hooked on their movies. And, you know, now I follow them on OnlyFans and, uh, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. And I mean, you know, I've actually chatted with one of them, you know, and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. You know, she's very personable and uh, you tell she really, really cares about taking the time to, to talk to people who are her fans, you know. Like I said, I mean, you know, there's several of them that I follow, but, you know, I've only spoken with the one. You know, I just I always watch those movies. And for some reason, even now, if I'm going to sit down and watch a porn, I'm like, OK, retro or 80s or 90s or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Or or punch in the star's name, you know, and watch the movie. And nowadays, most of it, it just seems like is gonzo. There's no real storyline and as cheesy as they were in the eighties, they did have storyline now, but like I said, they were cheesy, but you know, I mean, it's still, there was something to, you know, I miss that because I don't even know if they make those kind. everything's online now. Anyway. I'm sure someone does. I want to make really, really good, beautiful, like cinema with excellent sex scenes. Like I'm like, could we just make movies, but with great sex scenes and just do X rated ones? You know, <laughs> it's like my dream. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my wife, I think what she really liked, and we actually had a lot of sex after watching it, was uh, the old series Spartacus um, oh, yeah. that was on Star Wars. Yep. Oh, man. I yep. Mean, and me, I grew up with Xena, so when I saw her naked, I was like, wow, wait a minute, what? Rewind that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are there any other like weird or great or terrible stories that we need to know about your sex life? Yeah, yeah. There was one. Uh, it got me a great kid, but the experience itself, my wife time, which like I said, she's my ex-wife now, she had gone on vacation. Uh, she was actually doing a nanny job at the time. 
they'd been on vacation for a week. She had her own room downstairs of the of the house, so you know we were st- we were getting together, you know, three four times a week and having sex. Well, now she's been gone, and we're you know totally hot for each other. It's like whenever she comes back, you know, we're just we're just going at it. Mm. And we did. What we did not know at the time was Aunt Flo came to visit. And putting it nicely, it looked like a murder scene. The pullout method is what we had perfected with me and her because we had looked at her cycle and everything. We thought we had it timed perfectly. Any doctor who tells you that a woman cannot get pregnant when she's on her period is full of shit. Yeah. Because we did twice. It happened twice. I got three great kids out of it because, you know, that's what I had always heard. I mean, you know, from sex education all the way up, you know, look, if she's on her period, you don't have to worry. What they forget to mention is that sperm can live for up to a week and that's ovulation window. Yeah, they didn't tell us that either. But we're pretty sure it was that moment in time. That was also the moment we got caught by her mother, which was traumatizing on top of the situation. Yeah, her mom actually caught us and she's like, that's disgusting. Y'all go take a shower and then we'll and then we'll talk, you know. You know, it was basically one of those, look, I don't care what you do, you know, just don't do it in my house when I'm not here. I'm like, okay. And then it came around of, well, should we do it while you're here or what? She's like, I don't care what you do in the room. She said, wait till everybody's asleep or something, you know, and we kind of got into a rhythm then before we got married. After that, because uh, I had this belief that I needed to be a man and take care of that. Mm. So uh, then I got married and that relationship lasted for 13 years. And wow. it got toxic at the end, too. And it's, you know, which this this relationship now, I don't think that's going to happen because unlike with every other relationship, it's very rare that we argue. So. And it sounds like you are also getting along. It's not just like a bunch of buried feelings. Right. Yeah. You know, her past traumas really are our biggest issues. And it's stuff that she had buried for years. And mm-hmm. I know eventually, you know, things like that are going to come out. She told me once, she said, I don't think any of my exes would have stayed. And me, I'm hard-headed, I guess. Um, she tried to kick me out once. She's like, just, just go, just go. I was like, okay. So I left. I went down to the grocery store and called her and said, what kind of ice cream do you want? You know, I didn't go further than the grocery store, got her some ice cream, came back and she forgave me for whatever I had, you know, and I I knew her that well to at that point we'd been together for, I guess about four years at that point, but we've had so many, you know, life experiences together. I really couldn't see my life without her. And I don't think she could see hers without me. Mm Our goal, and I guess it's kind of be, you know, kind of our sexual goal, we want to find a full-time unicorn to be with us. You know, somebody that's willing to be with us full-time and just us and settle down. I mean, we're willing to move her into the house. Mm, Beautiful. Okay. I don't know that we'll ever find it, but it'd be nice if we could in this area. It's just, I think it's where we're in the Bible Belt. But you never know. And you've put out the call and energetically, you just never know what might come in and where there's a want, there's a way. Yeah, that's true. We've done it all. I think sometimes, I mean, you know, we sit around and like we, we went through the questions on the, on the website. She was like, yeah, she said, you know, she said, I've had, you know, sex with like five guys at one time. And I was like, mm, interesting. About it, you know? She said she was at work and I think it was like a holiday thing and 
just mm-hmm. kind of transpired. And I was like, wow, okay, yeah, but, you know. Is there anything else that you want to say about sex in general? I, I've always been a firm believer in make sure that everybody's on the same page before you dive in. Don't follow the whole anal plan I did and just think, okay, well, it's there. I'm just going to go for it. Because I learned there's a few times I've been with women who would get wet enough that you could switch, mm-hmm. but not all women are that way. I mean, you know, I guess certain settings, you know, appropriate things get hot enough. You Probably, uh, it depends on how relaxed the asshole is and how much lube there is. <laughs> it's just a double effect. I love that. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of you can never have too much lube for that. Yes. Uh, drainage might have to clean sheets the next day, but hey, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it. Clean. Laundry well worth it. What other hopes do you have for your sex life going forward? I mean, I hope to keep the relationship that we've got going. Uh, like I said, I mean, you know, we'd like to find a, you know, a permanent third. I just don't want the, you know, I mean, because we're approaching middle age now, unfortunately. And I know they've got, you know, drugs for whenever, you know, it doesn't work quite like it used to. But, you know, I just want to take and I want to keep her happy. And I know she wants to keep me happy. And yeah. we, I took her to a uh, to a concert last week. Let's put it this way. We had a rather nice after party, even though it was just the two of us. But it was... Uh, it was rather nice. And that was that was her birthday gift from me was the trip and a rather nice hotel room with the hardest bed I think I've ever slept on in my life. I could Bummer. Rock easier was the only bad thing, but everything else went great. And I don't think there's anything I wouldn't do for, her, you know, sexually or otherwise, you know. And while we've done the whole thing of, of two women, it's never come up with a guy because she keeps saying she wouldn't want another guy. Just me. So I could must be doing something right. <laughs> must be must be okay so if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice what age or ages would you pick and what would you say i go back to 16 and tell him to take the dang condom go ahead and get one and take it you know wherever you go i mean you know i don't know that it would have changed anything anything you know in the long run i guess that was kind of to me that was the one that got away because that was the thing i could have done that i didn't do you know it would have moved my debut up a few months so you know i'm not saying the waves would have crashed and bells would have rung then either but you know i'd have been a little more ready i think you know? <laughs> it's always good to be ready yeah, well, with her, I was kind of expecting it, you know. Mm-hmm. With the other one, I wasn't really expecting it, which may have kind of played into, you know, oh, yeah. that initial performance issue. So, totally. You know, but- Every nervous system shock is always going to be a performance, you know, bump or some a new, a new thing. Also, regarding penises getting less hard as ages differentiate and increase, I feel like that's just always a good time to explore more butt stuff. I have learned in my exploration of porn that's out there, I did have one thing. I found out about squirting, and I thought, okay, I'm going to see if I can make this happen. Ever since then, mission accomplished every time. Oh, nice. Okay. See? Where there's a will, there's a way. And it's all about the technique. I mean, she has to be relaxed, but you get her relaxed, and she says, I have magic fingers. There's three spots on her that I know that I can hit, and every time, she's, she's going to squirt. I mean, we've had to change the sheets a few times, you know, uh, soak to see the as they say, and you have to know your partner's body to make it happen mm-hmm. all the time, but she's a squirter, so <laughs> apparently not all women are. 
No, everybody's different. But I think anything that gets someone touched more if they like touches is great. <laughs> I know some people are like, don't just make me squirt. But I'm like, touch me in all the ways. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Last week, whenever we were at that concert, she she was laying there and she like my butt's naked. And I'm like, oh, OK, you know, and that, that just kind of started it, you know, and I just started touching and we just went with that. And a lot of ways, I think spontaneous is best. But. You know, sometimes you can plan it too and still have a still have a hot time too. So Yeah. As long as the planning allows for spontaneity, I think both can work. As long as it doesn't get too rigid either way, I think there's always kind of a nice balance. Yeah, that's kind of where we've been. I mean, you know, it used to be morning sex and now it's kind of switched over to evening sex. I'm more of a morning person, she's more of an evening person, so I'm like, Okay, well, we'll go on your schedule. <laughs> totally. Doesn't mean that I don't, you know, sometimes get the urge and, you know, she's not up for it. So, you know, I can take mm -hmm. care of myself. And if she's wanting it and I'm not up for it, she can take care of herself. I mean, you know, there's no hard, fast rule. I think a lot of people think that once you're married or in a relationship, you don't masturbate. But I disagree. I think, you know, it feels good either way. I mean, you know. yeah. Fuck yeah. Brett, thank you so much for sharing your sex stories. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Do you have a sex question for me? You've kind of talked a lot about doing the whole mobile dungeon. Is that still a goal for you to actually take a trip like that? 